Welcome to Porch Talk. This is the true story of three strangers picked to work at a camp together and have their lives monitored. What happens if we stop being polite and start getting real? I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them, Pop Pito, E from the field. That's that's it right now. Oof. Whoa, week, dude. Whoa, week. That's because the whole time I was saying it, I was trying not to lose my train of thought about how on the real world, when they always do that pitch, after they finish that pitch, someone always goes, real world Seattle or real world Atlanta. And we've never had a real world. After We should have a porch talk. Mansfield shouted after that every Why? time. Why would on. we put Mansfield, Pennsylvania on the map? Wait a second. Quit. Just... <laughs> Still, you think that my city needs to uh, put on the map? So. Niggas know about Mansfield. Stop I think when people it. say, hey, where does Ezra go to college? And I say Mansfield, they say, where? And then I have to pull out a explain to them where Mansfield is. And I'll be honest, sometimes I just point into Pennsylvania and say, it's in there. Here's the honest truth. Like most prestigious universities, don't everybody know where it's at? Paige, where's Gonzaga? Uh, New York. No, sir. Paige Lee, could you, for our fans, could you tell them where, I don't know, Notre Dame is? Isn't that one of the uh, Carolinas? It Isn't is that one of the the Carolinas? No, ma'am. So I rest my case. Mansfield University is practically the Notre Dame of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not a great person to ask. I couldn't even tell you where most things are. Let's see. That's okay, Paige. You've just proven my point. And that's all I need. Mansfield today. University. So if y'all want to go, if y'all want to go the Notre, to the Notre Dame of the Northeast, Follow me to Mansfield. I'm just so happy that because you have shitty Wi-Fi and currently have no Wi-Fi, that as you were giving your last soliloquy, it cut out on my end, so I didn't have to hear it. Same. Oh, in case you missed it, I was letting you know that this is the Notre Dame of the Northeast. Of the Northeast. Like, with yes, when sir. we have all those like better colleges like Boston College, Syracuse, Penn State. Syracuse only two hours away. Syracuse only two hours away. Penn State only two hours away. Ithaca, an hour away. But you know what they're not? None of them are Mansfield. And nobody has ever held them to the class of Mansfield. Paige, you know where Penn State is. She heard about that little bozo bum-ass, fuck-ass school. But Mansfield? Stop it. Notre Dame? Stop it. What's understood don't need to be said. We America's best secret. Where is Notre Dame? It's in Idaho, right? Mm, I don't know. Indiana, Indiana. You didn't even know where it was. <laughs> what the fuck is in Idaho? It's in Indiana. No, it's in it Indiana. Um, just just so we can compare from a little quick stat, um, Notre Dame's graduation rate is ninety six percent, and their acceptance rate is nineteen percent. Mansfield University. 54% graduation rate, 88% acceptance rate. What you're not hearing, what you didn't hear from Notre Dame, they're trying to be exclusive, but anybody graduates. 
What you didn't understand, Mansfield, we will let in almost anyone because we know that our grading system and our fucking education system is too hard for you to make it through. So unlike fucking Notre mm-hmm. Dame, Mansfield's curriculum is harder to pass. Thus, not a higher graduation rate. Uh, you just helped prove my okay. point. Graduation rate. 83%. Accepting rate, 67%. Gonzaga. What school is that? Yeah, so again, anybody can get a degree from there. You gotta earn that degree Hey, you went to here. EKU? Uh, no, I went to University of the Cumberland. Okay, well, I'll give you EKU since I Googled that already. Okay. Uh, EKU, graduation rate, 43%. Acceptance rate, 86%. So I guess by your logic, EKU is a more prestigious university. What did you say? Say that one more time. Graduation rate at EKU, 43%. Acceptance rate, 86%. So it's a more prestigious university. What I will say is, like you just read, EKU, well-known, not well-known secret, is one of the better schools in the (laughs) nation. The whole fucking nation. (laughs) And you just gave us the Let me give you the University of Cumberland's graduation rate. 36% 36% acceptance rate, 71%. And that's where Paige, our Paige Lee, got her degree from. One of the hardest schools with one of the strictest <laughs> curriculums that only 31% of those motherfuckers graduate. Somebody need to get her a job with 115000 a year at least. Let me give you my uh, UD rate. Uh, University of Delaware. Graduation rate, 79%. Acceptance rate, 70%. So, you went to a school that is actually the worst of both worlds. Because <laughs> it seems anybody could get in. But it also seems that anybody got a degree there. So, I, I guess that's fine. God. Let's see. Mm. Give me one more university look up so we can wrap this up. Man, one more. We'll get an HBCU mm-hmm. in there. Shout out uh, North Carolina a and North Carolina... A-N-T. Oh, I should have put a university. Oh, wow. They won't even give me the stats. It might not even be a university. Well, I'm just... I'm, I'm, listen, this is what Google's telling me. All right, here we go. What is Google telling you? Oh, no. Oh, this is not great. Graduation rate, 48%. Mm-hmm. Acceptance rate, 54%. I hate to hear it. They're trying to be Mm -hmm. exclusive like they should, but they're also trying to be welcoming. But it seems 48% not enough for graduating. Can't everybody be us? Well, we shall see. I guess Mansfield's part of the Little Ivies in Pennsylvania. Sounds like it. I don't even want to give y'all no more history because y'all oh, don't no, no. deserve to know. So I, I would love for like some that. more history. Don't disrespect us like that. We left the we left the. I'm just saying, like, give me some history. Schools like us in EK, schools mm-hmm. like us, EKU, the University of the Cumberlands, we're too good for those fuck shit Ivy mm-hmm. leagues. Interesting. You guys have a rolling admission. That's interesting. Yes, sir. Anybody can go get this education. Don't mean you'll pass, though. Oh, no, as I just found out some damning information about Mansfield University of Pennsylvania. damning information? 
in in the rankings of the 2020 edition of best colleges in the national liberal arts colleges you're in between 164 and 215 hey listen they trying to keep us down they trying to make it so your kids can't keep coming here they trying to keep us down but you know what i will mm-hmm. tell you what is facts mansfield university the, one of the most prestigious universities. And it's not just because I go here. Because if I never heard of it, I'd still gas up Mansfield because I knew about it. Um, Ranked number 72 in the nation. Nicest dorms in the nation. Look it up. That's a stat. So if y'all want to live in poverty, do that. But if y'all want to get your education and live comfortable, come fuck with us. I'm just more concerned that you go to a liberal arts college. Hey, listen. I did too. I, I didn't want to do it. But the liberal arts are 20 times more competitive than the others. So I came here. And these are these are literally facts. This isn't just stuff I'm saying. Let me give you one more stat. You guys are number 14 in top performers on social mobility. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what that means. but I'll be honest. It. I don't either. But... <laughs> It, it was listed there. I felt like it needed to be done. Cumberland <laughs> was also a liberal arts university, and it was a Baptist college. Oh, no. Yeah. She so got no. that that liberal arts and that religion. That sounds like a terrible combination. Yeah. What, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That sounds it miserable. wasn't great. God. Um, all right, let's get into our real topics now that we're done spreading fake uh, college news. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started off last week's podcast with Iran and the almost coming of World War Three. I think, a week later. And it looks a lot different now. Does it look a lot different? Um, I mean, it seemed like we were definitely an actual uh, war going on, but now it seems a little more de-escalated. I do find it hilarious that everything that Trump tweets with Iran now, he's translating it for them. And I think it's so funny. He's an idiot. Like, literally everything he's putting out, he also translates it. It's fucking hysterical. He's a man of the people. What can we It just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It just blows my mind, like, all the contradicting reports of him and his staff. Because he'll come out and say that we were warned about the attack, and then they'll say that they weren't warned about the attack, <laughs> and then they're like soldiers reports that they thought they were going to die, and then he and his staff reported that nobody was there when it happened because they were warned about the attack. And I'm just like, so what actually... Do you remember the casualties that reported? It was reported like 33 casualties at one point. And then, like two days later, they're like nobody died. I'm like, what, well, what that was that was Iran giving that information. They're just to, they're just trying to save face within their country. Like, no, we got 33 guys. We really did it. But apparently, uh, Iraq tipped off the U.S. that shit was about to pop off. So they kind of like, I don't. I think they said they just put them in bunkers and like everything was all good. Yeah. So apparently, we weren't blindsided. <laughs> But then his senior State Department today came out and said that we were blindsided. So it's like, what, what, what is, what, what happened? Um, I mean, 
Will we ever actually go? I mean, that's been a, a theme for Trump for a while. Is just you don't like he just says things, and you just kind of find out like no, that wasn't true, and it's just like all right. So I don't even really pay attention to any of that stuff as much anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. Um, I don't see World War Three coming anytime before the Super Bowl, <laughs> but post Super Bowl, World War Three. I don't know, yeah. dude, because the XFL starts up right after, so you gotta wait until at least mid baseball season. Yeah. We don't, we don't care about the bro. XFL. You gotta care about the XFL. Did you see that? Uh, North Korea said that fucking what's his name, the Kim Jong mm-hmm. fuckboy. <laughs> Said that he was going to closely monitor this situation after South Korea said that they were going to monitor it first. What the XFL? <laughs> no, not the XFL. What? I thought maybe he was a big fan, dude. He no. was waiting for to see how the season turned out. South Korea was trying to earn some brownie points and let us know that they're going to monitor the situation in case we need them to hop in on the Iran situation. The fuck do we need South Korea's fuck ass to hop in on they this Iran can't situation? Can't do anything. They do more. They do more heart than help. But after they said that, fucking North Korea said that they were going to monitor it. And if they're monitoring it, it's clearly on the side of Iran. <laughs> so they're like, let South Korea pop off and then North Korea is just going to start popping off. Yeah, it's like, damn. So y'all going to be fighting each other over there. So just fight each other right there at that point. Oh, I'm trying to think. When we recorded, was it last week? Did, did Trump yeah. give his speech yet? Nah, I was actually. He was holding off until like Thursday. I was surprised that has like how calm his response was. I can't remember what it was. He was just like they did this. It didn't really affect us. We're you know trying to impose sanctions and we're going to try to work towards peace and all that. Oh, one of them said some hard shit. The little uh, oh the video I sent you. I think that's old, but it's still fire. Damn, if it's old, fuck yeah. Where he was, but not nah, yeah, no, nah, that was that was. Definitely he was like, fire. we don't want to do it, but so help us God, we will, and your kids will be raised by somebody else. I was like, okay, there we go. So damn, that that's scary. That's real American. Did you see? Did you guys? Either of you yeah, see? Sorry. I feel like Paige might saw more. She's on Twitter than you are. Um. After Trump gave his like initial speech, people were talking about how like he was kind of like slurring his words a little bit, and they were like, "He's addicted to Sudafed." And I said, "What? <laughs> Did either of you see that?" Trump's addicted to not. Sudafed. That's what they were saying on Twitter. There was like a picture of him back in the day, and he had, like a drawer full of like Sudafed boxes and shit. And they were like, "He's addicted to antihistamines." Like blah blah. blah. And I was like, "What are you guys doing, dude?" That's different. Like, if you open up, like, one of my drawers, I got, like, fucking coughing in here. Some sinus stuff. Fucking cold and flu, like. You know. Yeah, I have a ton of ibuprofen. Doesn't mean I'm addicted to it, though. Yeah. Could you get addicted to ibuprofen? Probably. Could you? It's a pain reliever. I don't think it's a strong enough painkiller. Have you took enough? I feel like if you take enough, then you might be on, like, a fucking suicide watch or something, dude. I don't even know if enough ibuprofen mm, I think if you took, like, a bottle full. I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this because I'm not trying to tell the kids at home to 
take down the whole bottle so I can know if <laughs> they live or don't. But what I will say is, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could take like 10, 12 ibuprofen and nothing would happen. Because I'd be popping like six, seven at a time sometimes. And I feel like it's still not Six, out. seven <laughs> at a time? That's that's a really good... Bro, when my throat hurts, when my throat hurts, I'll take like six or seven. That's a really good way to go. Because they don't do anything. Yeah. My liver's been... I've been training my liver for years. Ain't nothing that can make my liver... Remember when he told us that he went to the doctor and was telling his doctor about how before he would go out, he would pop a couple ibuprofen? (laughs) And she looked and she was like, are you an idiot? Because that'll kill you. Because that'll fuck your liver up. Good lord. I wish she knew what this liver's <laughs> been through. Indestructible. Okay, valid. God. Fucking ibuprofen before you drink, and then probably after you drink. Oh, yes, sir. Mm-mm. And then you wash it down with that Pedialyte. The Pedialyte is good. Ugh. Love some Pedialyte. The Pedialyte pops are good as well. I haven't gotten to the pops. We're on that over the We're on that heavy over the summer. But what's better? Um, it depends. If you're trying to like get better ASAP, probably the Pedialyte. But if you got like a slight hangover and you're just gonna be around the house and lounging, probably two Pedia pops. And I honestly just think they need to roll out some Pedia gummies. Oh no, I feel like the whole point is you have to rehydrate with liquid. Yeah, but I think you can rehydrate with gummies just as efficiently. Mm. I don't think so. Maybe if they were like gushers. Pack a bunch of vitamins. Bro, if they had Pack gusher pedialytes where you bite it and it just goes a little drip drip. <laughs> I don't want anything to just drip drip. A little, little my drip mouth, drip so pedialyte. I'm drip, okay. drip. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just right as soon as you bite, dude. Oh my god, these sound effects are god awful. Back of the throat. I'm not gonna lie to you. When they invited me to the marketing meeting. And asked me for my ideas. I was like, damn, I wish Eric was here. But now hearing that, I'm glad you didn't get a seat at the table. At what marketing <laughs> meeting? When we were marketing. Oh, dude, like, I would have had a great dude. You're yeah, it would have been killing dude. That would have been on social media popping off. It would have been memes for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't have been farther than my Pedia pop idea. So what's whatever, I guess. Pedia light. I like the uh you had the little packets, those were solid. Oh, those packets are nice. Those are good. Pedialyte really changed the game when they realized they could make a killing switching from the We Heal Babies to We Cure Hangover Market. That was probably the best idea they ever had. Yeah, dude. Fucking who doesn't like their hangover recured? I remember I was working at an event at, um, when I used to do catering and it was like the alumni weekend. So it's like heavy drinking focus. And there was some guy at like an event at 10 a.m., literally just a huge bottle of Pedialyte. As he's like drinking mimosas, and I was like, "I guess, I guess, I get it." Yeah, absolutely. That's probably one of the biggest branding switches I've seen, or like the hugest just turns. But I support it a hundred percent. I mean, what other brand has really turned the corner like that? Um, I was actually thinking about this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about Pedialyte. Um, I think wasn't Viagra one. I don't know what what, what was my. I think Viagra was supposed to be like they were doing it for hair loss or something, and then they realized like guys were coming back with like hard dicks, and they were like, "We can turn this into something." 
if that's the case, I'm not mad at that either. Um, fuck, I know there was one where it started as something, and then like the second version of it sold so much better. I want to say it was a food product. I, mm, it'll hit me later. Uh, okay. Speaking of food products and consumption of food, um, 2020 is a big year until about the end of January or February when people give up on their New Year's resolution. But until that, we are going to give you some tips for if you want to stay healthy, if you want to stay fit, get fit, get in the gym, eat right. And lucky for us, we have not one, but the one and only fitness coach on the Porch Talk team, and that is our famous Southern Belle, Miss Paige Lee. Yes, sir. Here I am. And she's got all the tips and tricks for how you can not only stick to your New Year's goal, but how if you just want to get a little bit in shape, you want to look a little slim, thick, you know, do a little this, a little that, she can help you. Okay, don't hype me up that much. Hey, nah, we're hyping you up. No, you're as can I be the client in mm -hmm. this situation? Sure. How do you first introduce yourself to the client? Sell me. Okay, first off, I just want to preface that I don't actually talk to people on the phone or in person. It's Unless you pay. Like, it's all through like email. Yeah. Unless you pay for it. Um I don't know, you just I'm paying for the premium. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I'll just introduce myself, where I'm from. Um, say, okay. Say, okay. like, <laughs> that I'm excited to help people work on their goals and what they want their goals to be and blah, 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 blah. And it varies from, like, weight loss all the way to, like, wanting to be able to run a marathon. And it just depends on what you're doing. So I'm coming to you as the client. In this scenario, I want my name to be Leonard. My goal, I'm trying to get lean and cut, but stay around a 235-ish weight, but I'm 6'4". But my goal is to be able to give my girl 40 minutes of great dick. And I've come with questions. This is the most unrealistic. My, <laughs> this is so realistic. In my journey to get better, I want to know, what are the best proteins for me to eat? <laughs> this would never actually be asked. Are you serious? I feel like that's a normal question. Not, not one person has ever asked me that ever. What? Eric, has anybody asked you the best proteins? Um, I feel like me and Paige talk about food on a random basis, but I don't know about best proteins. What? Are you talking I'm like, telling you right now, when I went to Are you talking about best protein powders? Or are you talking about protein from no. actual sources? Food? Yeah, sources. Like best sources of protein. When we first got to college, that was the first meeting we had, like good and bad proteins. Because everybody thought all chicken was good. And chicken is actually not good unless it's cooked like one or two ways, I feel like. I mean, it depends on your dietary preference. Um, me, personally, I only eat chicken and fish or like seafood. Um, or like beans and stuff like that. But 
I also do intermittent fasting, so I eat one meal a day. So you kind of got to jam pack everything into one meal. But I also eat or I also drink protein shakes. So that kind of supplements what I'm not eating. So I can't get enough protein. But it, it literally depends. Like if you don't want to intermittent fast and you want to eat three meals a day, your dietary you know preferences and all that are going to look completely different than mine. Um, okay, so what if, let's just say, well, I'll give you a more realist example. Let's say, hey, I'm one, 180, I want to get down to 160 by the summertime. What are some good ways and efficient ways that I can consistently, like, you know, eat healthy and not you know, give up within a week of doing so? I would say slowly implementing more fiber and green foods in your diet. And making sure that you're moving every day. Because a lot of people that want like a health coach and all that are like couch potatoes that don't really do any kind of movement. And most of their weight comes off when they just, you know, walk or run or do something active every day. It doesn't actually take that much. But those would be my first two is eating more fiber and moving a bit more. Okay. Um, What are your favorite sources of protein, Eric? My sources of protein, yeah, um, pretty much I eat a lot of chicken. Um, but there is a good point that Ez brought up, which I think a lot of people think if you just eat chicken, like that's it. But there really are only certain ways. Like if you're deep frying it or frying it, it's really not going to be that healthy for you. So I've kind of switched into like uh, putting mine in the oven and kind of letting it roast in there. Yeah. Um, Baked, roasted. Yeah. Um, I do tuna. Tuna is always good. And then I eat a good amount of peanut butter. Even though peanut butter is not the healthiest for you, I'll do that protein. And then if I'm going to the gym, I'll make sure to get like my whey protein in after in a shake. But I won't drink a protein shake if I'm not going to the gym because I feel like I eat enough protein throughout the day where I don't want to have excess protein, which can be bad for you. Very true. And protein shakes are not meal replacement shakes. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, Didn't you just oh, say that's what you do? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I've had, I've had, like, users tell me that they're going to replace a meal with a protein shake. And that's not what you're supposed to do. Like, it's, like, it's different having a protein shake after the gym helps with like muscle recovery and all that. But mm-hmm. I'm talking like people are completely skipping out on an entire meal. Like say you're in intermittent fasting and you only eat one meal a day. Yeah. I had a girl that was just drinking a protein shake and that was the only thing she was eating all day. Oh, no, no, no. I can't do that. Yeah. Like meal replacement shakes and protein shakes are kind of two separate things. Okay. Question just to clarify, cause I can see how, cause I was confused when you said people do that, but you were doing it. So you're not, re- but you're, having a protein shake in addition to what you eat in the time period in which you're eating. Yeah. 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 So like around two or three o'clock every day or, you know, today, for instance, I didn't eat until like five thirty. Mm-hmm. So I just made that meal and it wasn't the greatest, but I ate something and then I'll go to the gym later and then drink a protein shake after that, because you kind of have to put back what you burn off. Like it'd be different if I worked out in the very beginning or of the day or whatever. But 
yeah, no, I don't. That's not that's not a meal replacement. That's just something for recovery. Okay. Um, what do you think are some common myths that people think when it comes to fitness? That you need to starve yourself to lose weight. Um, or people think that you have to have begin such a calorie deficit that you feel like you're starving. When in reality, if you eat 2000 calories worth of really healthy foods versus four chicken nuggets, which is probably the same amount of calories, you're going to lose more weight drinking or eating the 2000 calories worth of healthy food rather than just four chicken nuggets because there's no nutritional value in it. Um, a lot of people think that you need to like run a thousand miles to lose weight. That's also not true. I never do cardio. Um, what else? But you're in the sauna, so that's kind of a... But I only do the sauna if I don't feel like walking on a treadmill. That's like lazy cardio. It's still cardio, though. I know, but it's like, even when I do cardio on a treadmill, I just walk. Like, I never, ever run. I used to, but I fucking hate it, so I just stopped doing it. Um... I don't know. I feel like the, the biggest one is like having to starve yourself. And if you starve yourself too much, then your body literally goes into starvation mode and it, it makes you gain more weight because your like body starts freaking out. So yeah, I think that's probably the biggest one. I think that's one of my pet peeves when people don't realize that your body goes into starvation mode if you stop eating that much. Yeah. So then you just hold on to more because your body's like, oh, you're finally giving me something. Let me store all of this in me instead of like burning through it. Exactly. Or if they're like, oh, I'll eat, you know, um, like a hamburger at three o'clock and then not eat anything else for the rest of the day. Like, yeah, you're not eating anything else, but also what you ate isn't that great for you. So your body has to survive off of something. So it might as well be, be, you know, decent for you. Yeah. Um, one more thing that bothers me is when, I think it's mostly um, females think that if you lift heavier weights that you're going to suddenly put on large amounts of muscle. So that's, they just relegate themselves to lighter weights. Uh, I just that's, don't think that's the case. That's very true. Like at, at a certain extent, your body gets used to a certain amount of weight. And then you just won't gain muscle. So it doesn't matter how many times you lift a 15-pound weight. You're not going to get any more toned because it's too light. And me, for sure, it, ta it takes me forever to show any muscle difference in my arms. And I've recently had to go up, like, quite a bit in weight to even get, like, a good pump where you can see that I have arm muscle. So it's just... It it take it would take you a fuck ton to look like a man because we just don't have the you know hormones to chisel us out as fast as men do. But it's just yeah, that's that's another one that gets on my nerves as well. Do you have uh, any other fitness tips? Any other resolution tips before we wrap this uh, section up? This isn't a tip, but this is a pet peeve. Leg press is not the same thing as a squat. You could leg press 5,000 pounds, but if you can't squat that same amount, to me, it does not count. Like at all? At all. I feel like leg press is more like 
if you can't squat because you have a knee injury, yeah, it's great that you can, you know, leg press that much, but it, I don't think, I just don't think it's the same thing at all because you have so much more support when you're laying on your back rather than just pressing the weight, using your knees off your feet. That's why you, you're usually able to go and touch a heavier weight. Like I remember for a while when uh, I like messed my knee up in high school a little bit. So I kind of stopped squatting and started doing leg press and I was getting yeah. heavy weights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. But then you go back to squatting and you're like, fuck, dude, this is tiresome. Exactly. Exactly. But I see people all the time on social media like, oh, I just leg press like 550 pounds. And then they squat and their squat's only like 200. I'm just like, that's not even like the same thing. Yes, yeah, squat's different though. So yeah, it's just a whole different motion. I'll do the leg press machine if I want to do um I do a lot of singular leg on there and kind of yeah, get both legs strength in that one. Uh, okay, let's move into our next topic. So I think a lot of things that um, people experience the older you get is this sudden realization that a lot of things that you thought in your younger days were very expensive and like really sneaky things you wouldn't expect. So like, for instance, I know we were talking about this earlier, laundry detergent is actually sneaky expensive and you would never really think that growing up. So true. Facts. Um, uh, I also have a great appreciation for my parents when you're, you know, you're going grocery shopping, you're trying to buy things and you're like, your parents are like, no, it's not on sale, put it back. And you're like, why does it matter? And now you go to the grocery store and you're like, <laughs> oh, that's not on sale. Mm, that's going to have to be a next week. Maybe if it's on sale purchase. Absolutely. Before I turn the grocery aspect, because mm-hmm. now. I don't think anybody realizes how expensive quality body wash and soap is. Because like you can get the cheap shit for like a dollar or two, but a good quality body wash is like seven dollars. Bro, I was uh, I had to go get some more organic soap. I was like looking at lotion oh, prices. Yeah. I was like, oh no no no, what is going on? Yeah, I paid 18 for my organic lotion. I don't even really use it like that. I paid nine for mine, but I was like, damn, is this really what we're talking about right now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The thing that I didn't realize, the the one that shocked me the most, I did not realize how expensive rugs are. How much are rugs? Normally, like a five by seven foot rug is normally around like 40 or 50 bucks. Hmm. And I was looking. I, I was that. looking for rugs for my house when I moved in here, and I needed I need a huge one, or I needed a huge one for my living room, and I could not find a decent looking one under like three hundred dollars. Dude, five by seven is oh my god! It's like a hundred, two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I... Man, who needs a rug anyway? Hmm. I was about to say I'm just not gonna have a rug, like. No, I needed one. I found one. But... Other? Not just with, um, because we were just talking about the soap a couple of seconds ago. Not just with that, but like also with food. If you put, orga- if you put the word organic on mm. any label, I feel like the price rises like 20%. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes 
organic ain't even as organic as they want you to know that it is. Because they just be using it. Because I didn't got shit, and it's like, damn, this isn't actually organic. Or, like, especially with soaps. If you use a lot of organic soap, if you go to, like, the mall or something like our bath and body wash, some of those bullshit places, and you get an organic bar, you can, you can tell this ain't the same. This is not organic. This is no different than the prepackaged bar soap. Mm-hmm. So that's just, just irritating. No, there's definitely a lot of Medicine as well. Medicine? Medicine is also expensive as shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Give me that store brand. Don't even matter. That's what I'm like. Yeah. I, sometimes, like the shit that's not over the counter, I want to be like, can y'all make this over the counter so I can use my insurance for this shit? <laughs> I went and got some Advil the other day, and it was only like 200. It was the uh, 500 milligrams, and it was only like the 200 capsule, and that shit was like $13. Hmm. And I was like, to get rid of a headache? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Medicine, especially like specifically insulin. If we're going into medications, is absolutely astronomical for how many people need it and what it's used for. Like, shit's crazy. It's where you make the profit from, dude. I'm not mad at the hustler inside of him. <laughs> oh, but all the people dying isn't an issue, I guess. Listen. Y'all know I don't care about people I don't know. Don't make sense to. He me. don't care about his family. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> don't get crazy. We went over this. He wouldn't care if his parents died. That is not true. I would care. Wallow in it. He'd be at the next. Dude, he'd be at the funeral trying to spit game to some girl. And be like, "Yeah, that's my mom." It happens. <laughs> hey, Van raised us to keep pushing. Bro, I will never forget to see you through the conversation that you and Van had when we were going down to North Carolina. She was like, it's a little cold. You might not see any girls in some bikinis out there. And you know, like, I'll be trying my hardest. I'm like, what is going on right now, dude? <laughs> she just knows too Van much. knows what I am. It's wild, dude. She knows too much. <laughs> God. She was right, though. There was nobody in a bikini. There was not. There were old people being a little racist in the uh, breakfast spot. Oh, big facts. Was there not hair in that? Nah, that wasn't. No, I think there was hair. Nah, that was some talk. I feel like it might have been. I remember hair. I think there was hair in, like, your food or something. Or, no, it might have been Kev's because it was way funnier that it happened to Kev. I think it might have been honest. I can't yeah, remember. I that. think Kev had food in his hair because it was it was way funnier that it happened to Kev. <laughs> hmm. But um, all right. Anyway, back to expensive things. How do you guys feel about buying store brands in general? Um, there are certain store brand things that I will specifically buy, and there are other store brand things I would never. For instance, I'm not buying no store brand dairy. I'm also not eating much dairy. Uh, store brand f- gummies are the way. They taste way better than the expensive gummies. The Pop-Tarts, to me, I'd rather have the knockoff Pop-Tarts than the expensive ones. And the store brand face wipes, for me, just work better than like the expensive makeup brand wipes and shit. So, But things that 
I don't and would absolutely judge you if you did, ketchup. <laughs> Your ketchup need to say Heinz or Hunt on it or else I'm going to judge you. Like, nigga, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> cleaning supplies, I've learned the hard way. You can't get the store brand because I be cleaning the bathroom with the store brand. It just don't seem as efficient. And store brand soap doesn't smell clean. Like, you'll wash your dishes and the shit don't smell clean. So you can't jip that. And those are probably, like, the two main things, I'd say, for me at least. What about you, Paige? Um, two things that I specifically buy name brand are trash bags and Parmesan cheese. Other than that, I think I buy store no wait hold on those are the two things i buy name brand everything else i buy store brand one because i'm a cheap bitch and two i don't really see the difference in anything else Hmm. but parmesan cheese i'm very particular about and i only get it kroger and it has to be the i think it's craft or something like that but it's it's the green one it's all i know i think you can get craft anywhere not just kroger well, like, there's a save a lot across from my house. I barely can get anything there because the knockoff brand tastes so weird. But if I go to Kroger and buy their knockoff brand, it's way better. So you're buying the Kroger brand? Yeah. Kroger brand of everything except Parmesan and trash bags. Hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. This is just me. But if you're buying, like, the knockoff brand cereal, I can't talk to you. It just doesn't taste the same. You know what? That is a hundred percent true. I just don't really ever yeah, eat cereal. Off cereal is so bad. I've been on a heavy uh, Cheerios kick lately at work. I'll just be eating it while I'm working, so that's why I've been really into judging people on the brands of cereal in which they eat. What's your favorite kind of cereal? Like all time favorite. I'm not I mean, I'll never go wrong with. Oh, dude, that's tough. It's like, uh, I like Cheerios and then like peanut butter Captain crunches up there. Mm-hmm. Those are probably two that I can eat on like a regular basis and not hate it. Oh. Mine is peanut butter Captain Crunch and Cocoa There's Pebbles. only three. Hmm. There's only three acceptable answers and everybody knows that they're worldwide acceptable and y'all didn't say any of them. If you say so Frosted hurts. Flakes, you got Cinnamon it. Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Crust Crunch is good, but I like it in ice cream better. You can never go. You can never go wrong with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Two, you can never go wrong with Pops. Pops cereal has always. Are you kidding? You can never go wrong with Pops. And do you think that you can go wrong with Styrofoam? Okay, okay. Now y'all are crazy. And then clearly three is frosted. No, can't go wrong. Hell no. Bro, you know what's real good? Cinnamon checks. Oh, love some cinnamon checks, dude. I can't even trust the palate of you, Pez. Fucking frosted flakes? This cereal you chose doesn't have any flavor. You don't like frost? You said frosted flakes don't have no flavor. They frosted. They frosted. Frosted. The flavor is frost. Y'all different if y'all don't like. That's crazy. I ain't never met nobody in my life who don't like Frosted Flakes. I mean, they're all right, but they're definitely not the best cereal in the world. Yeah. That's crazy. They're top. I can't believe you said Pops. 
It's literally just. Did you not have a? It's tiger? literally just little beads of styrofoam dipped in wax. Ooh. Are you not a ninety? Ooh. Is any nineties baby you. I know would, and any nineties baby I know would jump out the window for some pops. But if you don't like pops, maybe you were born in the eighties. <laughs> huh? <laughs> um. Could it yeah. be me? Yeah. What were your favorite uh, cereal commercials growing up? Because Apple Jacks had to be one of the best by far. The Reese's Puffs one. Reese's mm. Puffs. Reese's Puffs. Oh, cinnamon. I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it because I don't think it was like a cereal brand for that long. They tried to make it pop. Was it like Ooh! Cookie Crisp? Or was it just like the mini cookie <laughs> cereals? Yeah, those commercials suck. Were the, the Apple Jacks where they had the cinnamon like Jamaican stick and like the apples like battling were oh, classic, yeah. dude. Bro, I don't know why they pushed Apple Jacks so hard because Apple Jacks were trash. But they just they marketed it so well, dude. Like I still still remember Cinnamon for the rest of my life. Damn, I can't believe all the Fruit Loops out. Fruit Loops kind of dude. Slapped. No one said oh, Lucky God. Charms at all. I only like the marshmallows. What yeah, that? I'm not a big fan of Lucky Charms. The marshmallows are good. I, I do like Apple Jacks. Though. I did really enjoy it. I went through a huge honey Honeycombs. Yeah, I, I was crazy with Wow, you really like bland-ass cereal, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to start my morning with a bowl of sugar. You think those don't have sugar in them? Dude, he's over there like a grandfather. Blanket sugar. He unloaded his box of Special K. Dude, fucking brand flakes. Hey, I do. I was going to say, my, my fifth would probably be Raisin Bran. Oh, you really grandpa. are a grandpa, dude. No, when I went, when I first got to college and during football, we were, it was eight guys in a suite. So it was four people per room with two bunk beds for that two weeks of fucking two-a-days. And we all had cereal because we had to be up at like five, six in the morning. And it took me two days to realize I had to switch because niggas was tapping into my cereal. And I can't argue with all of you more than once. I'm going to tell you once, don't touch my cereal. And then after that, it's like, all right, nigga, who the fuck touched my cereal? But nobody want to talk about it. So I switched to Raisin Bran. Everybody else would bitch about their cereal being taken. Nobody was eating the Raisin Bran, but Raisin Bran kind of slaps. I'm surprised you just eat, like, Pops, because no one likes those either. Everybody likes Pops. If I would have brought Pops in there, they would have ate it in front of me. That's how disrespectful they would have got for some Pops. Oof. Like what, what other uh, types of cereal there are? Have you all Dragon Puffs? Dragon Puffs? Yeah. No, what do you, what do you what want? What is that? It's like a cinnamon type thing, type cereal. I remember my, I, the only person I've ever seen that has ever had them is my grandma. And I used to eat those every day at her house when I was like four or five years old. I have not seen them since. It looks like a, a discount version of Fruit Loops. Who knows? Oh, okay. It comes in like Dragon. a trash bag, dude. <laughs> dude, your grandma's probably storing those next to the dog food and just like pulling it out whenever you got there. Did someone just I think leave? Paige Lee just dipped out. Oh, she couldn't take you disrespecting her grandma's <laughs> cereal. Ugh. Gosh, should we just switch into Porsche Talks, Wars Talks? I feel like her phone died. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, let's do that, and we can switch back when she gets back. Um, 
All right, so we found out that Ez is not a real sports fan because he did not watch the Seattle Green Bay game. That's because it was three games of bad football, and I didn't want to watch a fourth. But you, on the first game of the weekend, were out frolicking with some Randy. Well, you're not going to disrespect Anna and call her some Randy. Who's calling me right now? Oh, the boys. Oh, it was Anna that's what I'd be out Oh, your little girlfriend of two days comes before <laughs> Two days. I don't understand. Oh, my God. If Anna was here, she would slap the shit out of you. Oh, my God. Disrespect. You're not going to disrespect that white queen like that. <laughs> I don't know if we can just call everybody hey, a white queen. queen. Because I'm the only one who's ever had white queens. But now that we've got my white queens and your distaste for football... I'm we can boy. talk about your throwaway white napkins that you treat these women like. But we don't have to because Paige Lee's back and we're talking cereal. Oh, back to the cereal. Oh. <laughs> no, continue on, oh, No, nah, we were just on sports talk. Yeah. We'll get back to We that didn't know how long you're going to be out. Because I was... I was done with cereal, but I did have a food-related mm-hmm. question. Okay. Um, what's the most disrespectful item of food or food prep that somebody has offered you in their Ooh. home? Like, nigga, you eat like this? I don't want oh, this shit. No. Let's see. The most disrespectful meal I've had at someone's house. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I want to say SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs. Things As that come adult? out of a can really freak me out because you don't know like what kind of weird preservatives or like shit is in those cans to make them last so long. Just sealed. And I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm not mad at that answer. It would just depend on what age you were. I was like six or seven, I think. All right. As a child, I'm not mad at that. If you went to like your little friend's house now. And actually poured you a bowl of spaghettios, <laughs> you might have to fight her. I would just leave. That's I would just get in my car and be like, yeah, I'm going to go get food somewhere else. Oh, I I could not imagine if you pulled up to someone's house and they're like, yeah, you want some dinner? And they just opened the camp, plopped it into a bowl, and handed it to you. <laughs> oh. I'd ask if they had a dog and then I'd throw that shit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, spaghettios are disgusting. Um, let's see. I don't know. Ed, what do you got? Honestly, I think the worst thing would probably be a bowl of grits. Like, not butter grits or cheese grits or, like, shrimp and grits. Just a bowl of grits. And I was like, that, that's what you're eating? And she was like, yeah, do you want some? And I was like, fuck, No. Why you call me over here, ask for this help, and then the food you provided was going to just be a bowl of grits. That sounds like a finesse. It was my aunt. I was cutting the grass. <laughs> she said she'd give me breakfast. I was like 17. Breakfast was a bowl of oh, grits. No. She gave you leftover dog food, huh? Like, literally. like Not even some oatmeal, some flavored oatmeal. Just a bowl of grits. <laughs> like, what? That's a finesse. Do family think they can get away with anything, huh? Family do be getting out of pocket. Those are the ones you're supposed to ride with, and they're not even riding with you. I thought of those grits. I hate grits. I, not I, don't I haven't grits. had grits that have impressed me. You said that, that haven't. haven't. You? No, no one has made grits where I'm like, damn, I need more of these. 
I'll make some grits that would impress you. One, two, Metro Diner, they got some grits that would impress you. They sure and grits slaps. Mm. But what I will preference that with, not preference, pre- no, it is preference. What I will preference that with is if you're not a Southern type, it might not be it for you. Which I've learned is something I've got to tell people because I'm like, oh, you'll be impressed with this biscuits and gravy. If you don't ever eat biscuits and gravy and no one in your family eats biscuits and gravy and that's just not what y'all do up north, then you're not going to like this biscuits and gravy that I think is the best biscuits and gravy. That's kind of how like strip and grits works because it's a weird combo if that's not something you're used to. I went to a, a brunch yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah, for my aunt's birthday. So we're there and uh, they had a nice little buffet set up at a country club. So we're eating. I'm sitting there and I got a nice little plate of different things. I'm looking over my cousin. He's got two biscuits covered in gravy, right? So I'm like, oh, this look kind of good. I might get some. And then the longer they sat there, the thicker the gravy got and the worse it looked. Mm. I could see that happening. It just looked like thick and congealed. And I was like, I don't want any parts of that. Yeah. The, it it can look kind of nasty at points, but it's fire, so I'm not mad at it. Uh, but the biscuits I'll also look kind of dry. See, yeah, nah, the biscuits got to be made right. Have you have either of y'all had chicken and waffles, and did y'all like chicken and waffles? Chicken and waffles is good. I haven't had it in a little bit. I've never had it, but I feel like it would be too much food for me to eat at once. Like, I would be overwhelmed. Like, I feel like chicken needs to be an entree and waffles need to be an entree. But I don't think that's, like, too much food for one thing for me. Would you be in our very own Southern Belle? Do you not think it's, like, that was kind of weird coming from you, but you don't, I don't assume you eat that much. I've seen you eat, and it's not really mm-hmm. a lot. But do you not, like, realize how southern it is for like them to just have proportions that almost don't make sense oh yeah i'm fully aware of that like the the southerner you go i'm like this this is one meal nigga. no i'm i'm fully aware of that i like i just don't i've always been one to like not eat everything on my plate because i used to be a super picky eater anyway but then i also really Mm -hmm. don't like southern foods like i don't like grits i don't like biscuits and gravy i don't like sweet tea I don't like, I really honestly don't like cornbread, baked beans, meatloaf. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't um, like cornbread? Do you enjoy collard greens? I don't like collard greens. Oh, my God. And you said no to cornbread? Yeah, I don't. It, oh. it has to be, like, made correctly. Bro, like, if you that get shit some is good too cornbread? dry, it's terrible. I don't like oh when they put God. weird shit in it. Like nah, dude. Mexican cornbread is oh, fucking no. terrible. Mexican is bad. Just give me cornbread with that honey butter. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> sir. Give me the cornbread, but I like the cornbread with a little bit of corn inside of it. Like you make it with the cream corn. No! So it's still some corn inside of it. But you got to have the collard greens. Because then you pinch the cornbread and you eat the collard greens with the cornbread. That's how I know you're Southern. That's how you know she is not Southern. That's what you meant. Facts. If she's not doing that, I can't marry her. So then, Ezra, you're you're now admitting that you're more southern than me. I'm not admitting that I'm more southern than you, but we also gotta admit that the boy from the six, Atlanta, which is the South, 
just where I reside is not Southern. Interesting. But yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Southern foods that I have never liked and never will like. But yeah, you listed like every one of them. I feel like. Do you like deviled eggs? Nope. Jesus Christ! I'm trying to think of what else. At this rate, it might be easier to find something southern that you did like. Southern things that I do like: fried chicken, Coke, Coke, and I'm gonna preface Coca-Cola, not cocaine. Oh, oh my gosh! I have a story. Speaking of cocaine, <laughs> what? All right. I have a story. Got it. I have a story. I'm gonna tell you all this. I was at a party this like on Saturday night. I'm not gonna say any names. But I was at like mm-hmm. a little house party gathering thing. And I walk in the kitchen. And this has never happened before. I walked into the kitchen and I was getting like a glass of water. And I just saw people doing lines of Coke. Oh my God. Ashley was doing cocaine? On the, no, Ashley was not that. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> she would have done great. a line of Coca-Cola in a heartbeat though. If you were like, yeah, she was fucking snorting it, dude. Just taking it right to the face. Oh my God. No, I think I would have literally passed out. Actually done it. You're hanging out with some cool. Did you hop like, in? Huh? Like I've, you know, we always talk about it, all that stuff, but I've never actually seen someone do it in front of me before, and I was shook. It was crazy. I, did you hop in? Absolutely not. She did. No, I did not. It's hard to hop, it's hard to turn down that booger sugar. No, it, it's it's fairly easy. <laughs> Just say no. I'm good. Is it? That's all it really takes. But yeah. And then I got to see the whole premise of like them changing throughout the high. It was wild. Oh, so you followed the high from beginning to end. Yeah, because that was at like probably one o'clock and I was there till probably three forty five. In the morning? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You showed up to um, a party what are you doing out at, at one AM. Um, Eric, the paddy wagon closes at what time? I don't know. One o'clock. <laughs> I was saying, I thought you were showing up to someone's house. They hit you with that late night come through text. Oh, absolutely not. That late night come through text works best after two. Because if they're still awake after two and they don't have moves, they're probably laying there waiting for someone to sleep with nothing to do. So they're more likely to come through. If you hit them around one, they can still find other moves or have a chance to fall asleep. Just future references. Uh, This week's tip from Ezra. Yes, sweet sir, tip, man. sweet tea. You know me. Ooh. I can't believe you don't like mm-hmm. sweet tea. No, I don't like any kind yeah, of that's tea. Weird. I'm not gonna lie. Some people's it, there's only certain teas I can drink. Some people know how to do it. There is a thing. There's a thing that's too sweet. Cause I didn't have some sweet tea that's diabetes in a cup, <laughs> and I'm like, y'all, y'all not drinking. This is y'all. Yeah. But then it can also be not sweet enough. And like borderline unsweet tea, and I don't want that either. Yeah. No, there's a good mixture. Dirty water. Yeah, exactly. I tell people that all the time. That shit tastes like sweet, dirty water. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be you. All right, let's switch into some porch talk, sports talk part two, because we only got like a minute in before Paige came back. Huge sports week. Um, I like to start by saying I called the upset. You did. 
the Titans. We got to go back to calling it what it is. Lamar is not a quarterback. And people are like, oh, he went for over 500 yards and he had 20 rushing attempts for 130-something yards. Yes, because the nigga is a running back or a slot receiver. You've got to learn this. It showed when he played a good defense. Anytime he played a good defense, he couldn't make the open throws. He needs his boys to be almost streaking down the field open to put the ball on him. And that's not an NFL quarterback. That shit worked in high school. It didn't even really work for him at uh, Louisville. And he's going to get exposed in every big game until he can make the big throw or until he moves positions. I give him two years with the Ravens at quarterback. And once his rookie contract is up, they're going to be like, this just ain't it. Because I think next year, every team is going to get an even better game plan on how to game plan for him. And it's only going to go worse from here. Mm. Mm. Guess how many times he threw the ball for that game? Wasn't it like 59 times? 59 times. Which is a joke. You know who else threw the ball for over 50 times? Deshaun Watson with 52. And guess who lost those games? Yep. Can't throw a ball that many times I hope to win, man. No. Especially on those type of fixes. Derrick Henry proved again that he's a man. 195 yards rushing. Which is insane. In the playoffs. Jesus Christ. It just so it's it's uh it's good to see that he's finally reaching his potential of being a huge running back. Excuse me. I agree. Because they wasted him for two years. Because for two years, they were trying to find out if Mariota was the guy. So his first year they had him split the carries, which was whatever. And then the next two years. They were, like, trying to figure out what Mariota was going to be, so they were trying to make that a passing team. Kind of like what the Browns tried to do with Baker. If you got a running back like Derrick Henry, if you got a running back like Nick Chubb, even, like, the Cowboys tried to do this with Deck, if you got a running back like Zeke, you give those motherfuckers the ball, and then you throw when you need to. Well, wasn't wasn't Henry, when he got drafted, behind DeMarco Murray before he left for then, what, was it the Eagles and the Cowboys or Cowboys and the Eagles? I forgot. Yeah. He was behind DeMarco Murray, and then after that, they brought in um, the Patriots scat back to split uh, times with him. Yeah. So he was only getting had like 15, 18 carries a game. Yeah, it never made any sense to me because Derrick Henry was so big that I was like, I don't understand why he's not just running all over the field. Oh, facts. And clearly he got that speed mm, on. He d- didn't hit that Shallow, I want him to get. He got caught by yeah, I didn't, Peters. Peters, the cornerback. I was expecting somebody to run him down, but 66 yards in the NFL is 66 yards. So that 4 or 5 is really a 4 or 5. But before we touch on the other games, what I will say, last Friday, Eric Dickerson and Shannon Sharp were undisputed. We're talking about how they didn't believe Henry was 6'3. Eric Dickerson said 6'5. And Shannon Sharp said no less than six four and a half, and I was like, "There's no way it wouldn't make sense." And Skip was like, "Why would they list them shorter than that if that's the case?" And they were going back and forth on how tall he might be, how tall he might not be. Mike Vrabel, the head coach out of Titans, is six four. Listen, at six four, he played at like two sixty five or whatever. Eric, when Derrick Henry was standing next to him, 
I'll give him the inch because of cleats. He had a good inch or two over Mike Vrabel. Let me see. That boy might really be 6'4", 6'5". Because Eric Dickinson said he's 6'2", and Shannon Sharp said he's 6'3". And he was like, I've met him twice in person, and he's taller than me. And I was like, that might be one of those things where people who met Kevin Durant, who say Kevin Durant is a legitimate 7'7", but for some reason, Kevin Durant doesn't want to say he's taller than 6'11". I think when it comes to Kevin Durant, you don't want to be labeled seven foot. That's just like a weird thing for anybody who's not a center to be labeled. Um, yeah. As far as when it comes to Derrick Henry, I could see them labeling him small because although you want a big power back, something about being like six five as a running back when like half of these quarterbacks are maybe like six foot six two, like it just it just doesn't make sense in the NFL. Like you don't want to draft a big tall guy who could be like a fucking offensive lineman with the combine being as efficient as it is i don't know how they got that bible that's what blows my mind because looking at him on the field when he was standing next to Vrabel, there's no way he's any less than six four now he's listed as six three yeah the bro is at least six four and a half at bet at least yeah, six three two forty seven. Yeah, and he not two forty seven either. He he like two sixty, mm. which is bigger than like every linebacker out there. He Bro, like D line size. When he pushed Earl Thomas and tossed him like he was nothing, I was dying laughing. Bro, when I saw that, I was like, "You can't come back from this." And everybody gets clowning from that. And I was like, honestly, there's nothing you can do in that situation. That's just a grown man. No, there's just levels to it. The best part of it is watching the players, like the safeties and corners, who you know don't want any parts of tackling him. So it looks like they like try to make an effort to not get there. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I watched you take that bad ankle. Yeah, you just kind of stay behind. Like you're kind of looking while the blocks are coming at you, and you just kind of shuffle a little bit to the left or the right, but you're not really going like. You're saying, like, hopefully someone will come so it doesn't get to my level and I have to make a play. Yeah. Okay, the Vikings The Vikings did not show up in their game at all. Did you expect them to, though? I, I knew they were going to lose. I thought they wouldn't lose by 17. I think I, – I definitely had – <coughs> excuse me – I had the Niners getting them good because that D-line is no joke and Kirk Cousins is also a joke. At the same time, I feel like the only reason they beat the Saints and they play the Saints well is because they beat the Saints two other times in like the last three years, so they know they can beat the Saints. But I don't think they even thought they had a chance against the 49ers. They look terrible. They, they look so bad. Just shows Kirk Cousins can't really show up when the time comes. Facts. Um, the Texans blew a 24-point lead. To be fair, they did blow it, but when you have three quarters left against a team in the playoffs, that's a lot of time left. Yeah, but 24-point lead is insane. Yeah. Um, I was ready to turn the game off because I was like, this is a joke. We're not going to get a good game this week. And honestly, we still didn't get a good game because the Chiefs then in return blew the Texans out. Right. After being down twenty four, it was like f- the call that changed the game, which everyone knows, 
is that stupid fake punk. Mm, I disagree. I think it was before the fake punk. What it was that? when they were at fourth and one in the Chiefs eleven and took the field goal instead of just going for it. I'm not mad at that one though, because points are points, and I'd hate to get stopped there and get nothing. So I'll go up twenty four and it'd be twenty four zero. Then it have the chance of still being twenty one zero and you take the Dude, ball. Dude, but right it's there. so close and you've been dominating that game. And this is the thing that I don't understand. We talked. I te- we were texting about it during the Ravens game. It's fourth and one. Just go under center, and as we've seen nine times out of ten this in the year, your quarterback is capable of getting enough push to get one yard. That's all you yeah. have to do. Like the the most unathletic quarterback can lunge forward and get a yard. So you're telling me that Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson couldn't get a yard? Come on, dude. They gave Lamar the chance. He just kept fucking. Bro, I'm like, but why are you running out of the pistol to begin with? Just run under center. And why are you trying to do option the, plays? They did one under center with him. Huh? He was trying to do too much, man. Just, Lamar tried to do too much. Just go and forward. Deshaun, they should have went Deshaun, but at the same time, in that same situation, I think I'd be fine with the field goal to go up 24-0. The punt after the Chiefs came back, got a score, and it's 24-7, that punt in below midfield should have never happened. Like, why are we going to fake a punt? With a, not even with an athlete who holds the ball usually. This was your safety. Like, that ain't it, man. I think. If, that, if that's the case, leave your offense out there and go for it. Because your offense got a better chance of getting it than your special team safety. And it was wild because um... – I want to say, was it they punted the ball and then Tyreek Hill uh, muffed it? And then it was after that drive, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, even though Mm -hmm. the Chiefs scored, you're still up big. So you have the momentum with you, and although the momentum was slightly swaying to the Chiefs, it's a lot better for them to have to drive the whole field than to take it from your, like, 35. Absolutely. But I think um, what was the last game? I think Bill, Bill O'Brien should get fired for that game. That's just me. I think Bill O'Brien has got to be fired. I think Roman Cornell has to be fired. I think who the fuck else was I talking about? Who has to get fired? Who else played this week? Mm, I know was, uh, the Vikings got rid of both their offensive and defense coordinator, but one of them got signed for a head coach show. Oh shit, Andy Reid. If Andy Reid don't win a Super Bowl, Andy Reid's got to be gone. Bro, I like their coordinator. And I know it sounds crazy. I like it. It sounds crazy to do that to a team who makes it to the AFC Championship. But at this rate, we've seen what Andy does time and time again. He kept doing this with Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb. They went to enough champion. I think they went to like three NFC Championships with Donovan McNabb. Four. One Super Bowl, no win. It was like three or four. Three or four. And then they had a good year with Vic and Cole where they were good in Andy's last year. And he's taking the Chiefs to the playoffs all these times. Andy just doesn't know how to win. That's that's what it is. I can't have you be this much of a winning coach, put your office in this position every year, and y'all never get the chip. And you never get the chip solely because when Andy Reid has taught us as a player evaluator and a GM coach, which also I just don't like the idea of that, but we'll touch on that in a second. I don't like the idea that he's given all this power 
to get as many offensive weapons and tools as he wants. And he's done this since his time in Philadelphia and just not give a fuck about mm. the defense. Because none of his teams ever have defenses. Nope. And that's what matters when it's playoff time and it gets cold and you need to get a stop. You need a defense because all these teams yeah, are Because although you can put up 51 points, you're not going to be able to do that the tighter the games get. Yeah. So that shit, he's got to be fighting if they don't get a chip. Bill O'Brien, I think, has to go. But did you also know he was the GM this year? And he said today that he doesn't think the Texans are going to hire an outside GM. So he's going to be the GM again. Bro, my biggest pet peeve is team because the Eagles do this shit. Hire from – do these internal hires when there's potential to get better people outside of the organization. You mean for, like, coaches or GM VP? Uh, Probably coaching-wise more. GMs and VPs, I can see it if you have good people that you've built up. But that's, I mean, it's hit or miss. I feel like hiring your GM from in-house is tricky because that GM worked under the GM that you just fired usually. Mm. So True, you don't want the same. That just never sits well with me. Coaching-wise, yeah, I don't really love promoting from in-house with coaches because – you are a loser usually when you're looking for a new coach. Yeah. So now you're hiring somebody who works for your loser. Especially with how flooded the market is right now. There's so many old coaches oh, yeah. who like, look, they were head coaches, they didn't work out. That doesn't mean they're not a good offensive or defensive coordinator. Oh, absolutely. Uh, final game. And I think truly something. Mm-hmm. What is the last game? Uh, Seahawks, uh, Packers. Oh, the Packers one. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even watch it after like the first six minutes. Yeah, you didn't miss out. It wasn't that good. Packers still suck. I don't care. Even if they had a good game, they still suck. I think they're gonna get washed by the 49ers this upcoming week. Yeah, that's why. That's why 49ers got that D line. I was convinced. You know, like Devontae Adams did go off yesterday and had some. Beautiful routes out there that if the Eagles had made it, we could have beat the Packers for sure. I think the Seahawks pose the better threat to the 49ers, even though they play tight every game and the 49ers just beat them like three weeks ago. I think the Green Bay coming in only bodes well for the 49ers because the D-line is nasty. They've got a good enough secondary. They got one weak spot on corner, but they're trying to shore that up and you can disguise that with coverage. And the only real receiver is Devontae Adams. So, sure, I'm going to lock that down. And their defense is really just regular. I honestly wonder what the spread's going to be for that game. It's, mm, uh, yeah. Because that'll be real interesting to see. Let's see if they have it out yet. The 49ers are seven and a seven point favorites. So are the Chiefs. Damn. You said the Chiefs are yeah. favorites? I would take the Niners and the yeah. Titans. That's just me, though. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be the Niners and Titans, but I already said that like at the start of this, so it's cool. Mm, no, I would take the the Niners with the I mean, not the Niners, the Titans with the points. I don't know if they're going to win. Got to win for sure. It all depends. I just think, uh, man, I don't see nobody on that defense ready to tackle a grown man 
And this is his coming out party. I'm telling y'all right now, niggas are sleeping on Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill ain't low key nice. He's not, dude. He hasn't Ryan thrown T- over a hundred yards in these two games. He went over a hundred a lot in the regular season. What I'm telling you, bro, he got washed in Miami because nobody watched him as much. Ryan Tannehill is the original Josh Allen, and since he's been in the league longer, he knows more concepts and he's a little smarter. I give Ryan Tannehill the a little bit of the edge on Josh Allen. This nigga is an athlete. He can move and he can make all the throws. And he got some weapons in Tennessee because their receivers are actually nice. Let's see. Let me look at these stats. 13 for 16, 23 for 29, 21 for 33, 27 for 39. Naughty. He's real regular. But I will give you, he doesn't have that many turnovers. And if you're handing the ball off to Derrick Henry and you just have to make a couple passes, that's very sustainable. All right, so. Oh, shit. What is going on with my throat, man? Fuck, 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 fuck. Finish what you were saying about that while I grab this real quick. Uh, he, he really doesn't turn the ball over that much, but he's not forced to throw it because of Derrick Henry. I mean, on this year, hey. he's only thrown the ball 286 times. That's not a lot. So, if I was to give you these numbers, just a, a Randy quarterback, you tell me how you would go off of this. And this is off of 15, 15, 14, 16, 16, 16 game seasons. 2012, 3,300 yards, 12 touchdowns as a rookie. 2013, 3,900 yards, 24 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. 24. 4,045, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2015, 4,224 and 12. And 2016, the last year in Miami, 3,019 and 12. Passer rating was never under an 81. People forget because Ryan Tannehill was down in the slums of Miami. Ryan Tannehill could ball a little bit. I mean, the thing about Miami is you, you almost can't count those stats because it's Miami. So I would need to see, like, he's had a decent year this year. If he were queued up next year, then I'd be like, all right, we might have to have a discussion about if he's legit or not. Oh, I, Ryan, I never thought Ryan Tannehill was not legit. That's why I wasn't mad when they paid him. If they ever gave him – he never had no weapons down in Miami. And he wins. He's not, like, bad win-wise for playing in fucking Miami for all those years. <sighs> We got to hit on the real game though while we're here. This uh, Natty tonight. Oh, dude, I'm taking LSU strictly because Joe Burrow is so confident in the way he talks. I can't bet against him. I also got LSU, man. That boy Joe Burrow going to do something dangerous. Did you see? And I love that. Did you see the video where some like reporter showed him an old picture of him in like middle school? And they were like, who is this? Like, what is this boy? And he's like, oh, that's a national championship winner. And I said, ooh, all right, talk that shit. I did not, but I mean, he he got it. He goes to the Bengals, and they give him weapons, like A.J. Green. And they let Joe Mixon run the ball a little bit and get him an offensive line. Hmm. 
I think they got to trade AJ, and here's why. My, it depends on what AJ Green we get. If we get an AJ coming back from a year off, and he come back and he still look like the other drafts around the other receivers around his age, Julio Hopkins, then fine, keep him. But if he looking like Demarius Thomas came back after injury, yeah, just get rid of him while you still can. <laughs> we'll see. I like Burrow though, and I haven't seen a nah. Bur- Burrow's gonna be nice. I think that they're gonna low key blow Clemson out. I gotta win about at least. You think it's gonna be like that championship game not too long ago when Bama got blown out by uh, Clemson? Yeah, God, I can't wait. Pains me to say, but yeah. I think we have to discuss the one thing that we talked about, which was that the Falcons had the biggest collapse of all time. All right, so since y'all are on nonsense, here's just what I'll say on the piece. Falcons don't have the biggest collapse of all time. What I will say is, yes, in that Super Bowl, we choked. We choked a 25-point lead. It was 28-3 to in the third quarter. Still, Game still went to overtime, so we recovered a little bit. We just didn't get to touch the ball. And I'm not mad at that because we played against – we lost that lead because we went soft, all that. The excuses don't really matter. We lost. We blew a 25-point lead. The Patriots came back. We still forced it to overtime at that point, and then we just didn't get a chance to touch the ball because of how overtime works. So we were beat, and they did come back on us. We weren't ever supposed to have a good defense. We were an offensive team. We, offensively, we did what we were supposed to. But the reason we can hang our hats high – we made it to the Super Bowl. We played the best dynasty probably ever assembled in all of sports. This, this is a team that's been to the Super Bowl nine times in two decades that have won six Super Bowls. They've won more Super Bowls in 20 years than anybody in the history of football has won. That alone, and it's been with this main core of player and coaches, so that alone lets you know, like, we are playing somebody real. What the Ravens did is unforgivable. <laughs> these niggas choked upon all choking. Keep in mind, the Super Bowl played in a neutral site. These niggas had a home game against the sixth seed in front of their 80,000 fans with the league MVP runaway Super Bowl favorites. Been blowing teams out and haven't lost the game since September. And you let the sixteen come in and embarrass you like that in front of your home crowd with the league MVP? Oh, it don't you were just no talking up the Titans, how they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and how Tannehill's oh, no. legit, they are. and how Derrick Henry's legit. They, they are. This is a real problem. But we're not going to forgive the fact that this is the sixth seed that came in there and bitched you in your home in front of your fans when you've got the league MVP and the number one rushing attack in yeah, the league. Yeah, but they they were down pretty much the whole game and never really had a chance. So they so You guys were up until almost the end of the third quarter and didn't win. Yeah, but choking is choking. And their version of choking is worse because that was most people's Super Bowl favorite. They got the league MVP. They had a home playoff game in front of their crowd versus the sixth seed. They couldn't even win at home versus the sixth no. seed. We went to the Super Bowl. That's why Bowl. it's worse because you made it all the way there and had the win Hell and no. didn't finish it. I'd rather 
I'd rather go to the Super Bowl and say we did our part and we were where we were supposed to be than lose at home in front of my collapse. Now that to me, it don't yeah, but that's not really even a collapse. You you had the lead and you lost it. That was more of a collapse. No, I didn't say it was the biggest collapse. That's what we were talking choke. about. This is the big. We're... This is the biggest choke of. Yeah, but when we were talking about originally, this... it was the biggest collapse, and you guys had the biggest collapse. Oh well, then I'm considering a choke oh, collapse no, no. as well. Ch- Choking collapse are different. This is worse than the Falcons. Yeah, but this is worse than whatever we're considering. No, the Falcons, the Falcons have the worst by far. Because hell no. I, so y'all just don't put into any. This is the Titans. The Titans have never won anything. They're never going to be anything. And they were the sixth seed at Baltimore, at home, the number one team with the league MVP. We lost to another one seed in the Patriots in the Super Bowl that happens to be the greatest dynasty ever assembled with the greatest coach in the history of coaching who had a chance to go in at halftime, make adjustments, and come back and win, which they did. The Ravens had all of that opportunity to do as well. They just did not. So to me, that's a way bigger collapse. Mm. And everybody out there need to be fired, starting with the coach. Oh, it's still a Falcons. Um, let's get to some music and TV recommendations as we got. Um, music, I say go get on that new Drake future, but skip when future comes in. TV. I'd say actually get on uh, First Things First, the show that comes on before Undisputed. I've been watching a decent amount of that lately because without Chris Carter there, I like Nick Wright's opinions more without Chris Carter talking over him. Who's Who replaced Chris Carter? They've been, like, rotating some guys in and mm. out. He's had a little Chris Broussard. He's had this Brandon guy on there. I think that uh, – I think I saw an episode where he had, like, Reggie Bush on there for a little. So they've been, like, rotating guys for the most part. Gotcha. Um, TV-wise, I just watched the uh, live-action Aladdin. It actually wasn't that bad. I was surprised. Hmm. It kind of – it's kind of smart because now I'm like, I want to watch the original – and just compare to what they did with the uh, compared to the live action. Will Smith was not yeah, as good of a genie as Robin Williams. I've heard a lot about Will Smith just tanking lately. That's what makes me indifferent about going to see Bad Boys. Mm, that is true. It's been a while too. Um, the yeah, biggest thing that's coming up this weekend is a national holiday. Conor McGregor is back inside the octagon. Saturday, January 16th, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. We're sponsored. We're not really, but I'm sponsoring it anyway. McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. McGregor's back better than ever. He's going to finish Cerrone, and it's going to be proper 12 shots for everybody. I hope that nobody has to take It's going to be the most incredible weekend of all time. I can't wait. And if he loses, the rest of January is canceled. I've already decided that. Just we're on to February, and that's where we're at. Love to hear that. Okay, but this has been another episode of Porch Talk. Thank you for listening. As always, leave us a review on iTunes. Share it with a friend. Follow us on Porch Talk, Instagram, and Twitter. No A. We appreciate you for listening as always, and we'll be back next week. Peace. I got muscles like Superman trainer. Real, real rare like Super Sam Mega. I jump, stomp, stomp on Lucifer's sake. Now I got a few rings on Jupiter's skating.
ideas I'm the highest in the room Hope I make it out of here Don't you be a meanie, thought you wanted me to go, or why you tryna keep me thinking?